think the best advice to young pharmacy students is get involved. From your local branch level up, attend events, have your name out there. Hi, I'm Erin Cooper, outgoing 2019-2020 Master President. Is there a professional service that you can implement? Is there something you can do to streamline healthcare for your patients coming into that pharmacy? Speak with your boss, speak with your colleagues, see what you can do to improve the healthcare of the people that walk in and out of that pharmacy. Because getting involved from an early stage in your pharmacy career as a student is the best way to set you up going forward. And I'm Ethan Kreutzer, incoming 2020-2021 NAPSA president, and you're listening to the Pharmacy Business and Career Network podcast. Welcome to the Pharmacy Business and Career Network podcast, brought to you by the Pharmacy Guild of Australia. Focusing on pharmacy management and ownership, the PBCN podcast supports the improvement and growth of your business performance with insights and advice from a range of industry professionals. The PBCN podcast, supporting your journey every step of the way. The National Australian Pharmacy Students Association, NAPSA, represents students from 18 universities nationwide studying either an undergraduate or postgraduate program. NAPSA is committed to advocating for Australian pharmacy students to ensure their future is prosperous and their status rights and privileges are protected. NAPSA facilitates relationships between student members and prominent industry organisations, ensuring students are well connected with their profession and are up to date with key issues and trends. The continued operation of successful organisations like NAPSA rely on a committed and talented student leadership. And today, we chat with both the outgoing and incoming NAPSA presidents to discuss the challenges over the next 12 months and what's in store for the future. Erin Cooper from Charles Sturt University is the outgoing president and Ethan Kreutzer from Monash University is the incoming president for the 2020-2021 term. First, we hear from Erin. Hi, Erin. Thanks for coming on the show today. And look, a huge congratulations on what I'm sure has been a really exciting and fulfilling run as the NAPSA president for the 2019-2020 term. But before we get into all of that and your experiences, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your academic and your professional background? Hi, Daniel. Thanks so much for having me. I started my uni at CSU in Orange, New South Wales. I was super excited to start pharmacy and liked the idea that I could do it at a small university in my hometown. I think there was about 12 people in my year, which made it super personal. And we had great relationships with all the lecturers. Um, I think it really made my whole university experience really rewarding and had a really personal learning style, which I think prepared me really well for my intern year at the moment. In regards to professional background, I started working in a community pharmacy at the beginning of my first year, um, which was amazing. Worked with a fabulous team of pharmacists and pharmacy assistants and really helped cement my love for community pharmacy. Um, I was really sad to leave them to move to Canberra this year to start my intern year at Capital Chemical Niasa, um, but I have also been really excited for the change and it's been a really rewarding start to my professional career as an intern here in Canberra. Excellent. It sounds amazing to be able to go to a university where there's only 12 people in your intake and and, and that real personal approach and the relationships that you must have built, not just, as you said, with the, with the lecturers and the tutors, but also the other students. So Erin, for those listeners that may not be aware, can you give us a little bit of a rundown on what exactly NAPSA is and what kind of work it does in 
benefiting its members and the community pharmacy industry as a whole? Yeah, so Natural is a pharmacy student organisation run by students for students. Our main aim is to advocate for the student voice within the wider pharmacy profession. And within that, we also are able to provide um, our members with education events, resources, scholarships, and just lots of other things to get them through. So making the leap into a leadership role can be a significant experience, especially as a young student with so many other priorities that you're going to have on your schedule. As you said, internship, plus you've got your study, plus you've got your personal life. What drove you to take on the challenge of becoming part of such an important representative organisation and how do you even start to manage it all? Well, what people would say, I didn't have the time. <laughs> um, as well as completing my studies and working in the local pharmacy, I also teach ballet and was doing that every night of the week throughout my university studies. Wow. So that made my schedule really full. Um, but I guess I was really motivated to have found the time to be involved. Um, I first sort of discovered NAPSA and the leadership opportunities in my first year of uni. Um, so when I started, I had a little call out for a first year representative for the Orange Pharmacy Student Association um, and put my hand up to be involved as I was like, oh, this can't hurt, um, and got quite heavily involved in OPSA from my first year. Um, at the end of my first year, I had the invitation to go to NAPSA Congress as I was really lucky that coming from such a small branch, um, more of us were able to attend. Um, so when I went to Congress, it was the most eye-opening experience. Um, I was in Perth, a new city with 300 pharmacy students, which was incredible. Like I couldn't even beforehand think of that because um, I'd come from such a small uni, 12 people in my year, knowing that I was at a conference with more pharmacy students than were even students at my entire university campus, regardless of what course they were studying, was um, quite a nice experience. Um, so now I discovered the passion that pharmacy students have and knew I had to be more and more involved. Um, I've also met, met great people that I'm still in contact with from my first NAPSA Congress. Um, from there, after that, I came back wanting more involved with my uni, so kept taking roles on the OPSA committee, kept attending NAPSA congresses, and then an opportunity came up in my third year of uni um, to run for publications chair, which one of my friends had been me before, and I was like, oh, why not? Um, seems like a job that I could do. I want to be more involved with NAPSA. Um, so I applied for the job, and lucky enough received the role, which was really exciting. Um, in that role, I became quite heavily involved with the board at the time and had communication with lots of our sponsors because in my role, I was coordinating um, submissions for our bi-monthly newsletter. So I was in contact with the Guild, um, the PSA, lots of other organisations to get that. So I felt like I already had some contacts of my own within the pharmacy profession. So then when at the end of that role, the time came up for the new NAPSA board to be elected, I had lots of people pushing me for the role to apply for president. And at the time I was a bit hesitant because I wasn't sure if I'd have time to fit it in with my final year of uni going into internship. Um, I already had so many other things going on, but 
Um, I thought about Erin in first year being so amazed at what this organisation was and felt that I have to continue that for incoming students in the future years. Um, so I wanted to make sure that NAPSA, like, do whatever I could to make sure that NAPSA was still as eye-opening for all the first-year students coming through and was still such a great organisation and felt I could only really say that I tried by running for the role of president. It's amazing how just getting involved initially at just a lower level can spark so many amazing experiences and connections and pathways. And I really love the attitude that's coming through of, I'll give that a go. I'll see how how it'll turn out. How bad can it be? I can probably fit it in. I, I really love that attitude because it's just opened so many doors of connections and experiences and pathways for you. So Erin, 2020 has certainly presented more than its fair share of challenges for everyone, society as a whole, but certainly the community pharmacy industry. What are some of the the more significant challenges that you've encountered during your term as NAPSA president? And I'm curious if you you found yourself approaching those through maybe different perspectives, i.e. the, the Aaron, the student perspective or Aaron, the president of NAPSA perspective? Yeah, it has been a year full of challenges as everyone would be aware. I think the biggest thing coming from the NAPSA perspective was trying to help our students manage a change from face-to-face learning transitioning to an online environment. I know that was quite overwhelming for a lot of people. The thought of doing exams online, all their classes online, would they still have motivation? Will they be getting through their degrees was quite a struggle. And I know we had lots of people get in contact with us as a board asking how we could help. Um, and lots of things like that. I know there was also a concern at one stage with placements and with fourth-year students um, to fulfill their requirements to pass to then intern next year. So we had lots of discussions with lots of different organisations to ensure um, that our students felt comfortable or as comfortable as you could be in these current um, situations. Um, and I think... Also, what was hard for lots of students, for those that were lucky enough to be on placement or those that are working in community pharmacy alongside their um, studies, was how confronting it was being on the front line during the initial stages of this pandemic. Um, I know from my experience working in community pharmacy at the beginning of the year was so different to anything I'd ever experienced before. Just the number of people coming in, trying to yeah, panic by, wanting scripts done early, wanting things so they could take stuff so they wouldn't have to come back in, changes to our whole pharmacy setup. Like, so at one stage we had um, someone at the door that was like sort of triaging everyone, working out who was allowed to come in, who we could just collect the scripts for. It was like a whole change to the whole workflow. And I know for some students that were only just stepping into the pharmacy world, it was, yeah, quite confronting. Um, But I do believe, and hearing from lots of people, I do believe that this has only encouraged them to continue with pharmacy and wanting to continue to make a difference in their community, knowing that community pharmacy was at the front face of lots of people during the pandemic. Absolutely. I think it's amazing motivation experience for those people. Despite the challenges that we've seen across the last six months, there is still 
so many stories of achievement and, and resilience throughout the pharmacy industry. And we've seen time and again, countless examples of community pharmacy rising to those challenges and, and playing a, a super important role in the community. What are some of the main achievements or, or, or the positive aspects you've been able to take out of your term as NAPSA president in the circumstances that no president has had to navigate before? What was really lucky is that we still were able to hold our NAPSA Congress this year. So it was on the last week of January. So we just scraped in there before the whole world turned up on its head. Um, and I think that was a really great time. Um, so it was my fourth NAPSA Congress. Um, and one of, for me, one of the best. Um, I think it was really nice. It was a much smaller Congress this year, but it was really nice to see everyone together again, all the pharmacy students working together, brainstorming ideas, just so passionate about what they were doing. Um, even this year, I've made some new friends that I would probably have with me for the rest of my life, which as, as being able to represent NAPSA as their president was really exciting um, for me. Um, also this year, I'm really excited to have been working on an intern guide document, um, which will be released in the next couple of weeks. Um, so I've approached lots of pharmacy organisations across Australia, from the pharmacy board to the APC, just to get information for primary year students and how to apply for their internship. Um, there's lots of information in there about applying, what to expect during your intern year. I've had um, notes from previous interns, preceptors about what they're looking for, how to get the most of your intern year. And I've been working on it for quite a while now and yet. Yeah, hope to have it released in the next two weeks. Um, and it's, yeah, something I've been working on for a long time and just hope that the final year students really appreciate all the hard work and it helps them for their upcoming intern year. Oh, I think there's no doubt they'll appreciate it. It sounds like an amazing document and something that's going to play a really important part for them in their roles. Erin, the higher level leadership positions certainly come with a level of expectation. However, I'm sure you'll agree that once the ball is rolling and you're settled into the role as much as you can, things can, can change pretty quickly. Has the reality of your time as NAPSA president matched your expectations and what are some of the lessons that you've learned uh, along the way both personally and maybe professionally? I think it has met my expectations. I've been able to be involved with this amazing organisation. I've learned how to run a board, um, conduct meetings, attend meetings with lots of other pharmacy professionals, be able to um, have my say in meetings and just learning lots of vital skills that I think will help me into the future. Um, of course, there have been some challenges. I think the biggest thing for me coming into the role was how I was perceived by other people within the pharmacy industry. Um, being a young female, particularly, I know there was a time at the beginning of my term where I was being contacted by an organisation um, who I didn't feel comfortable being contacted by and they weren't contacting me in the most appropriate ways. They were trying to message me on various platforms and not just sending me an email to my email address, which was made very publicly available. Um, and I told them that multiple times. And I was just, yeah, I'm feeling 
I was feeling quite uncomfortable in the position. Um, and I spoke to lots of people about it and how to best manage it. Um, and I think I did happen to run into someone in person at an event and I had built up the confidence over a couple of weeks to turn around to them face to face and say, hey, um, this is not appropriate. I would prefer to be contacted like this just because I'm a young student doesn't mean that I don't have the same rights as everyone else. Please treat me as if you would um, everyone else. And I think that was a confidence boost for me, knowing that I was able to do that, obviously in a polite and respectful way. And everyone that witnessed it said they would not have expected that I handled the situation incredibly well. Um, but yeah, I think it was just eye-opening that this was still happening and that just because we're a young student organisation, people think that they can get away with things because we won't say anything because we're students and just want to get on with our days. But So I think it's really important to for anyone that wants to step into a leadership role, regardless of where you're at in your careers, even if you're higher up, um, to learn how to stand your ground. And if you don't feel comfortable in a situation, please address that um, because you don't want to be stuck there for your entire term. You want to make sure you are in your position and you are able to perform your duties without any um, sort of added pressures that don't need to exist. Absolutely. I would agree wholeheartedly. That's some great advice. I'm curious about, is there any other advice you can give for young pharmacy students who are looking for opportunities to get involved with industry organisations like NAPSA? And, and can these roles, do you think they play a really important part in acting as a platform for future career success? I believe so, yes. But that's coming from my experience. NAPSA has set me up for my current internship and I'm sure will continue, the contacts I've made will continue to help me well into the future of my pharmacy career. Um, I think the best advice to young pharmacy students is get involved from your local branch level up. Um, attend events, have your name out there. Um, I know when looking for the next board, the next chairs, us as um, an organisation look at, oh, how, what have these students done previously? Um, are they willing to get involved? So I think showing that if you are keen to be involved, showing that passion from the beginning of your career. Yes, in first and second year, you may not be aware of what's out there, but if you want talk to your local branch, just have your name in the door, attend their events, um, like their posts on Facebook, like Naps' posts on Facebook. Um, you'll find out what's going on and be able to get more and more involved. From there, if events are able to run, who knows at this stage, attend whatever events you can. Um, attend the webinars that are being run. Post about it. Show, try and get more people involved. Um, and then in your future years, take whatever opportunities are provided for you, whether it be applying for your branch's leadership team, applying for a NAPSA chair or board position, or there's lots of other organisations like the Rural Health Student Organisation. Be involved in whatever um, is allowing you to be involved with. And then I think it will really help in the future. You create connections that 
will take you so far. For example, I met my current preceptor at NAPSA Congress in Sydney three years ago now and met one of her students at the time in her Congress. Now, that student and I became best friends and we've been friends for the past four years. So, of course, when the job opened up to intern there this year, my friend was like, oh, I really want to see you. I really want to work with you. This will be such a great <laughs> chance. Um, so, of course, I was like, yes, Alicia, I'll apply. Why not? And then applied and Alicia was like, oh, yes, we've met before. And it was just a really nice um, way to get in to a new role, especially obviously moving states for your intern year can be quite daunting. But, yeah, having those connections already can make it such a smooth transition and yeah, it can continue to open up doors for you in the future. Lots of great advice in that answer, Erin. I lost count of the opportunities you listed to get involved with the industry over and above your study when you're a student. So there's absolutely no excuse for people. It's been great chatting to you. Thanks for joining us to, to share your experiences and, and your perspectives. Erin, congratulations on your term as NAPSA president. And I'm sure we all look forward to seeing where your career takes you. Thanks so much for having me. And now we hear from Ethan Kreutzer from Monash University, who is the incoming president for the 2020-2021 term. Hi, Ethan. Thanks very much for joining us and taking the time out of what I am sure is a busy schedule for you these days. Firstly, a huge congratulations on your election as NAPSA president for the 2020-21 term. I started off by asking Erin earlier in the show to tell us a little bit about herself and her academic and her professional background so far. So it only seems fair that we start there with you as well. Thanks for having me on the podcast, Daniel. Um, you got it right there. It's definitely a busy schedule these days. I'm currently a fourth year student at Monash University in Melbourne. So I'm going into the last semester of my pharmacy bachelor's degree. Um, I also work part-time at a local community pharmacy, just a bit outside metropolitan Melbourne. That's my background. As we've heard from Erin, the decision and the commitment to make the leap into a representative leadership role is certainly not one to be taken lightly, especially considering, as you said, how busy you are. What drove your decision to become involved with NAPSA, both as a member initially and now as a representative? I think one of the great things about NAPSA, and there's a lot of them, but one of the great things about NAPSA i found is that if you were to join your local student pharmacy branch as a student, you become automatically a NAPSA member as all the branches around the country are NAPSA members. So I first became a NAPSA member when I was in first year at Monash University because I signed up to my local student branch, which is the Victorian Pharmacy Student Association, otherwise known as VPSA. And so I signed up to them and by default became a NAPSA member without really knowing what NAPSA was. From there, my NAPSA journey probably took off really in 2019. So I attended uh, NAPSA Congress in Adelaide. So for those that don't know, NAPSA Congress is the premier event for pharmacy students. We get pharmacy students from all around the country to come to a certain place in Australia for a few days over the Australia Day weekend in January to have some education, a bit of networking with professional bodies, and obviously networking amongst students from different parts of the country. And my first one was in Adelaide in 2019. So that's when I was first really exposed to what NAPSA is and what they do. And from then, I got more interested in being involved at a local committee level. So I joined my local branch, BPSA, as publications chair in early 2019. 
and really loved that. I got to implement a few things, including a monthly newsletter, which was a first for that branch, and promote the great work that VPSA were doing at a local level for the Monash students. After that, and towards the end of 2019, uh, NAPSA chair positions opened, and lo and behold, one of those was publications chair. So I thought, what a great fit. I'm just doing this at a local level, and now I can potentially take that up to a national level. And fortunately, um, I was elected as publications chair for the 2019-2020 term. So I'm actually still in that role. So I've really enjoyed uh, writing up the bi-monthly NAPSA newsletter, which is called the ePlacebo, that we send out to all our students every second month throughout the year. Enjoyed promoting some of the great work NAPSA has been doing, as well as editing and authoring media releases from a NAPSA perspective. And that work over the last 12 months is really what drove me to uh, put my hand up to run for the 2020-2021 president. Having worked closely with Erin over the past 12 months, I thought I might put my hat in the ring. And fortunately, my peers deemed that uh, I would be a good fit and I hope I can repay their faith. Outstanding. I'm sure you will. So, Ethan, one of the main roles of NAPSA is building community and professional awareness of pharmacy, healthcare, especially representing the pharmacy student cohort across a huge number of universities in Australia. Can you give us a bit of a rundown on what NAPSA does and what kind of activities it engages with to be able to achieve this? You're definitely right about a huge number of universities. We do represent students from about 17 universities nationwide and our role is largely in advocating for their future and making sure their opinions heard in the pharmacy profession. We also endeavour to facilitate relationships between our members and the industry organisations, such as the Pharmacy Guild, um, so that our students are connected to their profession right from the get-go. Uh, so we also are aiming to spread pharmacy and health awareness uh, whilst we're trying to do all that. So each year we have two major events. So those include the Charity Cup and the Vampire Cup Blood Drive. So each year pharmacy students around the country will raise money for a specific charity that's chosen at the start of each year, as well as later on in the year, partnering with the Red Cross to donate blood. And that NAPSA Vampire Cup Blood Challenge is actually running at the moment. So it opened um, on the 3rd of August and runs to the start of October. So I'd encourage everyone to sign up with their local branch, get in contact and donate some blood as it's still an essential service, even in these pandemic times. Excellent. That all sounds great, That especially that support of local charities. Now, Ethan, now that the buzz and the excitement of the election period has passed, or maybe it's just died down a little bit, I'm sure you're keen to get stuck in and get the ball rolling even more on some exciting projects and events and initiatives that NAPSA has in store for the next year. Can you give us a bit of an idea of what some of those might be? Having started straight out, we're already in talking to our sponsors and our major major industry professionals, such as the Pharmacy Guild, in terms of how we can be delivering for students. So these include trying to organise education events for students, as well as potentially some fun activities that even though we're a part of it, we may be able to still participate in, depending on the local circumstances. As I alluded to before, the Vampire Cup blood drive is just open. So that's one of the things that's running over the next few months. And I encourage everyone to partake in that. We are also looking in the very near future to release a NAPSA intern guide for our fourth year students around the country uh, who are 
preparing over the next couple of months to be applying for their intern positions in 2021. So that should be exciting and I encourage everyone to look out for that and give it a read once it has been published. In addition to that, each year we run something called the National Pharmacy Student Survey or the NPSS for short. This year we're looking at overhauling that survey and adding some new questions to make it a bit more contemporary for our current members. So I think that'll be exciting and hopefully everyone can partake in that survey once it's released in approximately September as it does give us an insight into what the students view as the most important things in the pharmacy profession. Some great things happening there. Now, Ethan, as we seem to discuss almost every episode on this podcast, there have been so many curveballs thrown at us during 2020 and all levels of the community pharmacy industry have had to respond to the challenges. I'm sure as the newly elected president, these concerns are, they won't be lost on you. What do you see as some of the challenges that you're expecting over your term? I think we can't get away from the pandemic or coronavirus. I think I've said it about 10 times in this interview already. Um, it's definitely has affected the way NAPS has been running for 2020. Luckily, I've come in at, at July, so we've had six or seven months off experiencing the pandemic to plan of where we're going forward. However, it will naturally still affect our face-to-face -face events, and this will include uh, NAPSA Congress 2021, uh, which was to be held in Brisbane, but which will be moving online uh, next year in January. Whilst this is disappointing, uh, obviously we're going to view it as an opportunity. We have published a position statement with regards to our view on uh, using digital formats to provide education or CPD events for all our students, no matter their location. So it is more accessible and they're not hampered by financial issues or travel issues that they may have been in the past. So we are excited to potentially be reaching it out into a broader base and uh, fulfilling the needs of our students despite the current pandemic. It sounds as though there's no doubt that we're going to see NAPSA rise to some of those challenges over the next year or so. As a representative body, your role in NAPSA is obviously closely aligned to the advocacy and support of its members. And I'm interested to know, what are some of the main concerns or issues that you see or you're hearing from the student pharmacy environment at this time? As I spoke about before, each year we run that student survey nationally and we do get feedback on what students believe are their biggest concerns. And frequently what comes up and what we find are the two biggest concerns is pay in the pharmacy profession, but also respect in the pharmacy profession. So I suppose speaking to that point on respect, it's not respect from colleagues or respect from peers. It's more how students are perceiving that pharmacy as a profession is perceived and respected by the broader community. So those coming into the pharmacy or seeking services from the pharmacy and then how the, that affects the pay that is given to a pharmacist upon graduation and then moving up in terms of professional development. So where obviously those two issues are much broader than just at a student level, but what we can do is advocate that to our professional bodies that these are what students are concerned about. 
And I think we're already taking really good steps in towards solving those concerns or at least moving towards bettering them in some circumstances. So we've seen in the seventh community pharmacy agreement that was released quite recently in terms of in the future pharmacy student graduates will be able to graduate with the qualification of doctor of pharmacy. So we're already looking at things that are returning some respect to the profession If pharmacy students go out upon graduation intending to be the best that they can be with their goals at the forefront of their minds, I have no doubt that they'll be able to achieve all the things that they're looking to and make the pharmacy profession better as a whole. There's no doubt listeners are going to be excited to know that they have a committed student representative body steering them towards success over the next year. Now, as the newly elected president, it's clear that you have a great and, and huge focus on the membership base, but it's also certainly a great time for reflecting on your personal and professional direction. We've heard so much about how you're focusing on your members and, and then moving into the profession. And that is amazing. And that's clearly a big part of your job, but from a personal perspective, what are some of the main goals that you will be looking to achieve both personally and professionally over the next year? Um, My personal goal right now is graduation, to be honest. Um, I know that's probably a short-term goal, but I find amongst everything that's happening right now, not being overwhelmed by the bigger picture helps me stay somewhat level-headed. I suppose having the bigger picture in the back of your mind is always an important and necessary thing, but focusing on those individual aspects is what's going to end up making that bigger picture that you're after. So that's really what I'm focusing on right now is getting through this last semester of the bachelor's degree. Professionally, as I am in fourth year at the moment, I will be looking to apply for intern positions over the coming months. So I'm sure it will be an interesting period ahead. And I know a lot of our fourth year members will be in the same boat right now. So I encourage them to keep calm during the process. I know it can be quite daunting, not really knowing where you're going to end up as an intern for 2021 right now, especially given the current climate with COVID-19. However, there are plenty of resources and help and support networks out there. NAPS is just one of those. So feel free to reach out to us and we can point you in the right direction. Apart from keeping calm and accessing those resources and reaching out for help, Ethan, as we wrap this up, what is the one message that you'd like to give the student membership body for community pharmacy going forward? Get involved. That's my biggest message that I can give to any student, regardless of what they're asking me. Um, In terms of community pharmacy, if you're a student and you don't have a job, go and get one. Um, If you do, see what you can do to make that job better. Is there a professional service that you can implement? Is there something you can do to streamline healthcare for your patients coming into that pharmacy? Speak with your boss, speak with your colleagues, see what you can do to improve the healthcare of the people that walk in and out of that pharmacy. Because getting involved from an early stage in your pharmacy career as a student is the best way to set you up going forward to move into the profession and also just take your opportunities because you don't really know when the next one's going to come along. That's some sage advice. Ethan, again, a huge congratulations on your election as NAPSA president for the 2021 term. And thanks very much for joining us and taking the time out of your busy schedule to share what you and NAPSA have planned for the next year. Thanks for having me on, Daniel. It's been a pleasure. 
The National Australian Pharmacy Students Association, NAPSA, represents the interests of approximately 3,500 members whom are undergraduate and postgraduate students studying at 18 universities across Australia. NAPSA is run by students, for students, and strives to provide many opportunities for its members like networking and social events. NAPSA also strives to be the voice of the pharmacy students of Australia in the pharmaceutical industry. Members of NAPSA have access to a wide array of education courses that aim to strengthen and build on the knowledge and skills they have acquired through their tertiary studies. Students have the opportunity to complete short courses in complementary and alternative medicines, first aid, wound care and infant formulations. For more information on NAPSA initiatives and membership, visit home.napsa.org.au. The Pharmacy Guild of Australia is the principal sponsor of NAPSA and enjoys a close working relationship based on the recognition of value in the pharmacy student cohort. For more information, visit guild.org.au. I've been your host, Daniel Oyston, and you've been listening to episode 53 of the PBCN podcast. The PBCN podcast, supporting your journey every step of the way. For more resources, to access support or advice, or to view this episode's show notes, visit guild.org.au.